I'm Rachel Barenbaum, author of A Bend in the Stars. And today, my guest, Katie Mack, is the author of The End of Everything. This is a science book on the surface, but it reads like a novel and poetry. Katie, I love this book. I couldn't put it down. Tell us, what is it about? Uh, thank you so much. Um, it's about the end of the universe. So it's about several different possibilities for how the universe might end and how we as, as physicists and cosmologists are trying to figure that out. So I'm not a scientist. I'm a philosopher and a novelist. Uh, so can you tell me about why should I read this book or why should any of my viewers read your book? I, I mean, I think that it's a book that is interesting to you if you are interested in the story of the universe. You know, we, we know the universe had a beginning and we are pretty sure it's going to have an end. And so if you want to know how that's going to unfold, if you want to know how we even think about this stuff, like where do we fit into the cosmos? Where do we fit into cosmic history? What kind of perspective should we have? I think this is a book that, that can give you some of that perspective and can give you a little bit of information about like where we're at with that and what we know and where we're headed. You start the book with a, a sentence that I loved because you bring in some of my favorite thinkers. You write, everyone from Aristotle to Lao Tzu to de Beauvoir to Captain Kirk to Buffy the Vampire Slayer has at one point asked, what does it all mean? Katie, answer the question, please. What does it all mean? <laughs> Well, you know, through the course of this book, um, I, I am wrestling with that question because there, there is something unsettling about the idea that the universe will end because then you don't have this idea that, that oh, it's all going to make sense at the end and it'll all be wrapped up and, and you know, and just justified at the end. So the, the question of meaning is a really big part of this. If the universe is going to end, does that mean that it's all for naught? Does that mean that... You know, we have no legacy and therefore what we do doesn't matter. Like, that's, that's a big question that I wrestle with in the book. And, and throughout the course of it, you know, I have, uh, I, there, was all the, there are all these sort of massive destruction events that I talk about. And at the end, I go through and I, I talk to other physicists and astronomers and I ask them, what does it mean to you? You know, how do you feel about, how, about the fact that the universe is going to end? What does, that, what does that make you feel? How do you make sense of that? And it was really fascinating to see what people said to that question, how people find meaning in a universe that will someday fall apart. And you can read the book to find out what they said. <laughs> yes. I love it. The body of your academic work sounds prosaic to me. You have titles like The Rippling of Space-Time, Dark Matter Poltergeist, Losing Neil Armstrong, and Cosmic Dawn. Are you secretly a novelist? <laughs> um, I, I am not a novelist. I have, I have often thought it would be fun to write science fiction, but um, what, what I am is a writer along with, a, along with being a scientist, and I, I just love uh, finding new and interesting ways to talk about science and to write about science and to, to bring people feelings about science. So to give people a flavor of just how funny you are, I want to read an analogy that's on your website to the question, if the universe is expanding, what's it expanding into? And your answer, here's an analogy. The universe is, is expanding the way your mind is expanding. It's not expanding into anything. You're just getting less dense. That's so funny. Can you talk about that? Um, yeah, so the question of what the universe is expanding into is the most 
common question I get about the cosmos because it's, it's, you know, we know the universe is expanding. And so we think it has to be pushing out into some larger space. And, and from a scientific viewpoint, that's not what's happening, or at least we don't have any reason to believe that's what happening, what's happening. But we do see that things in the universe are getting farther away from each other. So in some sense, the universe is getting less dense. And, you know, somehow I just made the connection between that and, and your mind, and it seemed to kind of work. So will you listen to my theory on the universe? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, no. <laughs> what if I write it down really well? You know, I, I do have a folder in my email inbox that I use for those, and I will, I will treasure it always in my unsolicited theories folder. Katie, you are funny, and I want readers to know that you are funny. <laughs> when you were in college, your astronomy professor told you that the universe was going to end. Mm. It was shocking, you've written. <laughs> Can you talk yeah. about that? Yeah, so there was this time when I was an undergrad, we had this seminar course where it was kind of a cool thing. We'd go to the, the homes of our professors and they'd give us like dessert and tea and we'd sit there and, and they'd talk about their career or whatever. And there were only about a dozen of us in the class. So it all, it all kind of made sense. And one time we went to this professor's house and he was, he was sitting there and he had his little three-year-old daughter on his lap and he was just kind of very calmly talking about how the universe went through this rapid expansion phase at the beginning that kind of, you know, massively stretched out the cosmos and, and rewrote, you know, cosmic history. And he, he just sort of threw out there, you know, we don't know why that happened. That could happen again at any moment. We couldn't say for sure. And, and I had this, this feeling of like, what? What is this? How is this And, and with a three-year-old there. Yeah, wow. and, and the kid's just sitting there, you know, just looking around. She had no idea what was going on. And meanwhile, I felt like suddenly, you know, my universe was no longer stable. Like, the, it could just be ripped out from under me at any moment. And and that was the that was the first time I really thought, like, all these things I'm studying in the cosmos about the expansion of the universe and the history and the Big Bang, those all actually are real things, and they really happened in the cosmos, and we live in the cosmos, and that could happen to us. You know, these kinds of massive events could happen to us. And I think that's when I first started getting interested in the end of the universe and all of the things that could happen, all the things that could, you know, totally rewrite the cosmos. And so that's why I wanted to put some of those into this book. In your book, you review five theories for the end of the universe. They include the big crunch, heat death, big rip, vacuum decay, and bounce. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite? I do have a favorite, yes. Um, I, am, I am very partial to vacuum decay um, because it's it's like just this out of left field totally you know unexpected thing that that we only sort of just recently realized could happen but it's it has to do with this instability built into the universe and the way that it would happen if it were going to is that you'd get this bubble of a different kind of space just randomly popping up somewhere in the universe and it would expand out at the speed of light and just destroy everything and we have no way of predicting if it would happen, when it would happen, where it would happen, and it would just erase the universe. And, and when I first learned that this was a thing, you know, and it was only, I don't know, five years ago that I first heard about it, um, I was shocked <laughs> that uh, nobody had told me that this was a possibility and that people are actually talking about it. But yeah, that's, 
that's one of the one of the things that's hot in theoretical physics right now this idea that the universe might be destroyed by this quantum bubble of death at any moment so do you have any advice for new writers whether they're writing a novel or they're writing about science um so when i first set out to write this book i I read a lot of blogs and articles about how to write a book because I'd never written anything longer than a, an article before. And everybody said, you know, oh, what you really need to do is write every day and preferably first thing in the morning. And I thought, I am not a morning person. I, you know, I'm driven by deadlines. I'll just, you know, I'll write it, you know, I'll write it all, you know, in, in a big, you know, three day binge or whatever. No, it turns out, Writing every day in the morning really, really works. Um, I think that at the writing every day is really helpful because it keeps your head in the game, you know, and, and you don't lose track of where you're at and you don't have to start again and you keep the same tone and you can keep the narrative going. So that that's how I did it. That Katie, thank you so much for joining me. I loved, loved your book and talking about the universe today. Thank May you. you sell many, many copies of the universe.